Welcome to Tongue Pop, a weekly crawl through the muds of pop culture with obsessive besties Robert Choikett and Candace Bertram. Here's the show. Yay. Hi. Oh. You, I want to go through um, the archives. Oh, hello. I, I just want to listen to the very beginning of every single episode and compile everyone where you've gone <sighs> at the beginning. Because <laughs> usually it's the first time I'm sitting in like a week, you know? Sure. I get that. Because mm-hmm. we record usually, well, often on like usually on a monday so right Mm -hmm. after a weekend and we both work like friday saturday sunday listen because the holidays are coming up our posting schedule is gonna be a little hectic yeah but we're gonna try not to miss a week at least yeah because um our job is uh very demanding when it comes to the holiday schedule and we work a lot what like from the time probably like the week thanksgiving is Mm -hmm. up until new year's ends yeah we are just like work 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 work, work. devoting our entire like body mind and soul to like gross (laughs) true grossness (laughs) true yeah the record we're waiters not like i don't know sanitation workers yeah because you make it the grossness i'd rather be a sanitation worker though because you wouldn't have to deal with other Human trash. <laughs> Human trash. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. Um, welcome to Tongue Pop. This is a pop culture ish podcast. Ish, I'm ish, sitting ish, with ish, Candace Bertram, and I am sitting with the royalist, majesticest, oh my god, wonderfulest Robert Shoykit. Thank you so much. That's such You're a welcome. kind introduction. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're like sitting on your leather throne, snakeskin, fake snakeskin, fake skin, fake skin. Ugh, gross. I imagine it being like mealy, and I found it on the side of the road. Mm. Mm-hmm. So your throne is literally from <laughs> the trash. Wait, these aren't the ones that are insured. These are side of the road. Those are side the of the road. The insured ones are the crappy ones. Fold up, yeah. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> it it's sense. very backwards. <laughs> um, we are here to talk about things surrounding pop culture. Mm. As E says. True. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, bop. As Hanson says. <laughs> so, obviously, the thing, the big thing that we're going to talk about this week are the Grammy nominations, mm-hmm. which came out, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to save that for later in the program. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with a couple of small things. Small little sprinkles, little dash sprinkles of stuff. Go. Okay. My, it's all you. I only have one I'm thing. i my Starbucks. Ooh, sippy sippy. Can I tell you what I fit... <laughs> Is there ice in that? There was. Ew. Um, I'm fine with it. You have condensation coffee. It's not condensed. It's fine. Um, I don't get a. I I actually usually I don't get very much ice. Okay. If I if I remember, I like to say light ice. I Ugh. like room. I like room because I like to add a lot of milk. Anytime anybody ever says light ice at work, I add extra ice. Okay, so I <laughs> at work, I generally if I'm pouring a soda or an iced tea or a lemonade, mm-hmm. I already do light ice. Like I, I do like the smallest amount of ice that I could do without mm-hmm. the without it being like a, a a warm beverage. It's so you don't have to it like in your mind, it's probably like an yeah. extra sip that'll give you like an extra 30 seconds to get them refilled. Exactly, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I know how you feel. Okay, what really quick? What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I have a, my new go-to at Starbucks for the last like month. I feel like I might have said this already. No, on air. Go ahead. Off air. This is your no show. americano. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting americanos, and I used to think americanos were like gross because it's just like espresso I, and water. I remember you saying that when yeah, I first met you. I've definitely said that before, and I, you know, I talk a lot about you do talk a lot (laughs) thank you that's why i'm doing this program um i talk a lot about how opinions and taste change Mm -hmm. and how things are flexible Mm -hmm. and how if i have an opinion Mm -hmm. i have very strong opinions about things Mm -hmm. but you do have very strong there's always an asterisk that i'm always willing to prove myself wrong Mm -hmm. or to be proven wrong Mm -hmm. and i gotta say these americanos they've proved me wrong you also it's like 
exactly what I want. You also add like milk and Splenda and stuff. That's to it. true. Is that like a typical thing that you add to Americanas? Because you know, so. you know, how there's like some coffees that like coffee experts say mm-hmm. where you're like if you add <laughs> there you go inhale it that's how you're supposed to drink it i thought so <laughs> it's like you know how like coffee experts are always say like oh if you add you know sugar and milk to this it really dilutes like the oaky flavor that the natural sure bean, you know sure. so i don't know i <laughs> mean i would say that if i was drinking like an actual just like a roast of coffee mm-hmm. by itself I might not. I can drink black coffee. I'm cool with black coffee occasionally. Me too. But an Americano is literally espresso and water. Mm-hmm. So for me, I need to add to that. But here's what I do. Here's my pro tip okay. at Starbucks. I order a grande Americano mm-hmm. in a venti cup so that I have a lot of room to add yeah. my milk. Yeah. And my Splenda. That was your little uh, little, little tip. Works for hot, works for cold. Mm, cute. So that's why the ice is all melted because it's a grande amount of ice in a venti mm. cup. So we helped a friend move yesterday. Oh, we did. I forgot that that happened. That feels like it was a week ago. It does feel like it, it was because it was before work. The reason I bring it up is because yesterday we got coffee mm-hmm. and I didn't want to tell you this yesterday. So the way caffeine affects me is I don't get like hyper and like, you know, focused in like doing things. What it does is I like... Remain tired, but I just get jittery. Ooh, so that's like the worst way for <laughs> it's like know. all the worst things about. Caffeine. So I'm sitting there like trying to take a nap, and I'm like shaking. Oh God. So yesterday I had caffeine affect me like it never affected me before. Oh my goodness. Because I sucked down my coffee because I was so hungry and just thirsty, and I just wanted everything. This was the Dunkin' that you had. It was Dunkin' Donuts. I had mm. a pecan coffee that our friend so graceful, grace, graciously bought Great. for us. Graciously. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of saliva in my mouth. That she bought for us, and it was very sweet, and um, I sucked it down, and then like 30 minutes later, my like my eyes like couldn't focus on anything and i got a really bad headache and i was just sitting there like oh i gotta go to work after this (laughs) so yeah yikes but yeah welcome to coffee talk i know really Mm -hmm. um remember when i said that we were going to talk about pop culture ish things you're right um go for it okay i won't interrupt you this time except to say (laughs) (laughs) go ahead so, um, the creator of Vine, mm-hmm. Dom Hoffman, mm-hmm. had a couple of tweets come out, and he, he said did. that he is working on a follow-up app. Follow-up app. To Vine. Whoa. And it's actually a little revolutionary. Just a little. Just a, just a skosh. Okay. Tell me about it. I don't know anything about this. Tell me. Okay. Educate. So educate so vine originally it was shut down and everybody said it was because you know it wasn't getting you know the fans that it was supposed to have it wasn't you know bought by twitter then shut down right yes so um it was actually shut down because it just wasn't generating any money there was like no ad revenue the only way viners were actually making money in general was um through like third-party advertisers and stuff like that sponsorships right Yeah. yeah and um so it was just shut down and everybody was like super sad and really confused because Vine actually did change the internet in a way. Mm. And it actually changed the way people use the internet because it kind of shortened your attention span altogether. Yeah. Because like you can't really watch like a 30 minute YouTube video anymore. And it actually kind of like interrupted like the YouTube algorithm a little bit. And it actually changed the average watch time and it actually cut it in half, which is insane. So, because, <laughs> like, watch times used to actually be, like, 20, 30 minutes, and now they're down to 15, like, 10 minutes, which is crazy. Mm. Yeah. So, it just wasn't generating any money, and now Dom Hoffman came out and was basically like, I'm working on something very exciting and a follow-up to Vine, and, like, Fader did, like, a whole article on it, and it's so, 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 so exciting, and there's really, there's, like, nothing else about it, but, like, the reason... Okay, so he didn't, like... He didn't say, like... Specify. But he said it's gonna be a follow-up to Vine. Okay. And all the Viners, you know, of course lost their mind. (laughs) Yeah, so... Hmm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I was gonna say, my one... The thought that's been in, like, the back of my head for this whole time is, like, Mm -hmm. why would he talk about an app before it's done? Because... Mm -hmm. I mean, 
things get stolen from app to app like so quick. Yeah. Like I remember when um, Meerkat came out. Do you remember Meerkat? Mm-hmm. Of course you don't. Because Meerkat came out and it was a live streaming thing. And literally, literally a week later, yeah. Twitter came out with um, Periscope. Yeah. And now like people still use Periscope, which doesn't Wasn't make you sense now to me. like the OG though? Well, but if you want to go like way back in the day, there was all things right. like Well, there was like sticky cam. Exactly, and, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But and, like all these different ones. But I'm talking about like from your phone, mm-hmm. like native app, mm-hmm. like hit a button and you're live mm-hmm. to all of your like followers mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. That's something that didn't exist until Meerkat, but it, Meerkat existed for literally less than a month. It like got a huge amount of buzz and press and then instantly was copied. And then you look at other things like when Snapchat started stories. Yeah. And now stories are fucking everywhere. And yeah. now the latest news is that stories are coming to YouTube, which I don't even know how that's going to fucking work. I heard about that too, yeah. Like, I don't know how the format is going to work. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it because it's going to be like, because stories are kind of like a derivative of live blogging. Mm, so, yeah. And like creator, you could go on YouTube and like watch a creator like posting behind the scenes stuff of them making a video and then go watch the video once it's posted. Mm-hmm. I guess I could understand that, but mm-hmm. I feel like most people already do that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the issue I have with stories being added to YouTube is because that that gets a little dangerous for me because it actually manipulates the fan base a little too much, in mm-hmm. my opinion, is if you're on YouTube and you go there, I don't know. What I've seen is people kind of watch YouTube like the way I do, where mm-hmm. we watch it for... We watch it in bulk. We watch all of the, you know, subscriptions that we have. You know, we sit down and that's kind of like our TV at the end of the day. Right. And when you have stories, you go on YouTube and you barely, you have the minimum amount of attention, of my attention, you know, which Mm -hmm. sounds shitty, but you do. And you have the minimum amount of my attention. I go to a video. I don't want to go to a story and be like... I mean, it's, I'm not going to be forced to watch it, but yeah. if my favorite YouTuber is going to post it, I'll watch the story, but then I'll watch a video and I'm, I probably won't finish the video, hmm. you know, um, unless there's like a crazy clip, clickbait ending, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested in to see where this is going to go. Um, mm-hmm. it's smart of him not to release any ideas for now. Yeah. Um, I hope this kind of. There were a lot of Viners that lost so many followers, like Brandon Calvillo. He was, he was huge on Vine. He had millions of followers and now he has nothing like, and, um, it, but that's the issue is it didn't generate any revenue at all. I mean, there was sponsorships and ads and stuff like that, but, um, all your Vine loops are embedded now into Twitter. Right. And that's about it. Right. (laughs) You know? So, but the problem is whatever this new platform is creators who don't have a huge following now mm-hmm. are going to have to start over yeah. to a degree like they might still have fans who remember them and come back mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the same number mm-hmm. you know so the viners who went to youtube and were successful or who like became mm-hmm. instagram celebrities or became like really big twitter users or whatever yeah. who have a platform somewhere else mm-hmm. th- it's not going to be hard for them to transition yeah. to another to add another thing yeah but if you were a viner and you haven't been successful since vine mm-hmm. it might be tough for you to like restart again because at by the time this app launches mm-hmm. it's probably going to have been like over i mean when did vine shut down it was it this year or last year I think it was last year. So it, it'll have been over a year. And that's all, in social media time. That's an that's, eternity. Yeah. Like at that point, you're dead. The yeah. last thing I was going to say about YouTube stories is like, I think it's really smart from Google's point of view mm-hmm. because they're seeing that like these YouTubers are going to Instagram. They're going to Snapchat to create content, usually about their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want that content instead of being on Facebook's platforms or Snapchat's platforms, they want it back on YouTube. So, like, Mm -hmm. everything you want about YouTube is on YouTube. But from a creator's point of view, I would think it's a negative thing because wouldn't it be smarter to – like, I I feel like the strongest creators are the ones who have a significant following across multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. Even if YouTube is their main thing, they're usually really successful on Twitter, Instagram, sometimes Snapchat. It seems Mm -hmm. like Snapchat's kind of, like – Snapchat's kind of like the extra, you know. And I feel like it's getting less and less important. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Keep making those plastic glasses, Snap Inc. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ew. I know. They lo- Did you see that they lost like $12 billion or something last year because they made too many glasses? I mean, I wouldn't like, be nobody surprised. fucking wanted them. No one wanted them. Anyway. Yeah. Did you have anything else before we dive into Grammys? No, that's it. Okay, cool. Well, that was... I'm glad we talked about that, actually, because mm-hmm. that was... That's intriguing. A little tidbit. A little tidbit. So little now snack. let's talk about the 2018 Grammy nominations. So first of all, when are the Grammys airing, Candace? When do the 2018 Grammys air? The Siri know? Okay. I found this on the web for when do the 2018 Grammys mm. air. So nobody knows. Um, it's a mystery. It <laughs> is a mystery. No, uh, we're not that prepared. But let's just talk about the nominations. The Grammys air next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to say it's February because I feel like that's when, like When was prime. it last year? Oh, who knows? Grammys 2017. When did the 2017 Grammys air? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> the 59th annual Grammys were February 12th, 2017. Okay. So I'm guessing this, the 60th Grammys, will probably be right around there too. Mm-hmm. So we have it's end of November. So we have December, January, February. Mm-hmm. So we have three months mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. and we'll be in Grammy time. But Grammy time is now, Candace. Award season is now. Award season is now. I love award season. Honestly, me too. Screw Even, football season. You know what? I'm not. This is like the award season that I like, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't care that much about Oscars or Golden Globes. Or I anything don't like care that. about Emmys. I don't care about because yeah. there's something about that part of Hollywood that's so like in like, your living room. Yeah, very, I don't know. Like, it's very mundane. like. Like, oh, it's Hollywood. It's the who's who of yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just like, I don't care. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. I don't... Like, the movies that I see are not the ones that get Oscar nominations, for the most part. Do you want to know what my parents do when they watch, like, the Oscars? What do they do? They l- grab a pad of paper and they write down all the movies that they should watch based on, like, who wins and stuff. I think that's adorable. It's and you know what? so cute. I think that's great. I think that's what more people should do. Because usually the most important films of the year are the ones that get nominated the problem mm. problem is that when you i don't know in my life when i have like a friday night off or something and i'm going to go to the movies mm-hmm. and i have to choose between a movie like i don't know let's say moonlight mm-hmm. and a movie like guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. i'm probably going to go for guardians of the galaxy because i just want an escape yeah like i don't want to think i don't want to like worry i don't want to which stress. is one thing i never go into s- never say going into a movie <laughs> right i always need to think and worry when i watch a movie yeah. no, no no i i get that but like mm-hmm. i'm never gonna be the one to go see like a super sad drama i'm just not it's just not me really yeah i'm not into it i'll watch it later but it's just not like I, every serious movie i've seen i feel like i've watched two years after they come out really I saw Moonlight. That's why I use it. It's I've never like seen only it. One. Moonlight's incredible. It made me cry. But like, see, that's what I'm saying, though, is like. Movies never make me cry. I feel like everything makes you cry. Have you ever seen me cry? Yes. When? At work. No. <laughs> but you've never seen me cry at a movie. I've never seen you cry in the movies because it is dark. And, <laughs> and like the only movie we've ever seen together, I think, is Mother. Like in a theater, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, the reason I don't cry is because like I immediately when there's like an emotional part, don't get me wrong, I feel it, I love it, I live it, I breathe it, whatever. You disassociate? I disassociate, yeah. yeah. Because I'm just like, how many takes did this, you know, take? um okay you fucking robot yep (laughs) (laughs) no but in all honesty i think um i think a lot of important movies get made every year that like change the public consciousness and if more people in like middle america watched those movies we'd probably have a more vibrant culture Mm. so Mm -hmm. let's talk about music music where should we start Let's start with nominations. Nominations. Okay. So, um, what do you think is like the biggest award? Is it record of the year? Is it song of the year? Is it album of the year? I would say probably like album of the year. Album of the year, right? Yeah. 
I kind of agree. And that's the one that I'm most interested in. So the big thing behind album of the year this year mm-hmm. is that it's the first time since like the 90s or something mm-hmm. that no white male has been nominated for album of the year. Hmm. Which is great. So let's just run through the nominations real quick. Wait, I just realized something. Yes. We did this last year. Did we do Grammys last year? Yeah. Wow. Because remember there was like that boat song or whatever, that country boat song that were like, good for him. Oh my God. It was um fucking, was that that long ago? Yeah. Oh yeah. And we never actually listened to it when we said we would. Hmm. Hmm. Crazy. Should we do like what we did last year and yeah, like yeah, yeah, think yeah. and like predict who's going to win. Yeah. Well, I do want to talk about like what we think who we think is going to win and who we would like to win. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, okay. So, album of the year, let me just run through the nominations. There's five. Um Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, 444 by Jay-Z. Is it 444 or 444? How do the cool kids say it? I think it's it? 4 Well, the kids say it 444. Okay, cool. So, 444. By Jay Z, mm-hmm. "Damn" by Kendrick Lamar, "Melodrama" by Lord, and "24 Karat Magic" by Bruno Mars. Okay. So all albums um, that were pretty critically acclaimed. Uh huh. Um, none of these are really a surprise for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see most of them there. Mm-hmm. I'll say honestly, the one that was kind of the biggest surprise for me. Okay, so let me let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. Today's Wednesday. Oh yes. my God! Today is Thursday. All today, day. <laughs> oh, today is Thursday. Today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. We normally record on Mondays. We were going to record on a Monday. We got delayed because of me and moving and a bunch of other things. Oh, moving! Not me moving, but me, comma, <gasps> and moving. No more moving for you. No. Um. <laughs> honestly, out of this chair. <laughs> Before the nominations came out on Tuesday. Yes. Before we realized that we were going to record after the nominations. The thing I was going to talk about were was all the year-end lists that had come out. Mm. Because last week, Enemy, um, The Independent, Rolling Stone, a bunch of other magazines published their end-of-year lists of, like, best albums of the year, best songs of the year. Mm-hmm. So the one nomination out of the album of the year nominations in the Grammys that kind of surprises me is honestly 444, only because... On every end of year list that I saw, 444 was kind of middle of the pack. Yep. It wasn't top 20, even in most of the lists that I looked at. Yeah. Um, whereas the rest of these albums were. I'll tell you, the two albums that are number one and two on every list, and it changes which one is number one and two, but it's Melodrama by Lord and Damn by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Those are the two that seem to be the like neck and neck. Yeah. At least if I'm going by critics. Mm-hmm. So I would think that it's down to those two. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think 444 was a great album. Mm-hmm. I think Childish Gambino's album was incredible too. Mm-hmm. Redbone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Redbone. And I honestly think 24 Karat Magic was like a really fun album. It's. Not- I know not everyone, Bruno Mars is like very, I don't know, he's kind of like the most, out of all these nominees, I feel like Bruno Mars is kind of the most like middle of, middle America artist. I was just going to say he's right? a very commercial like. Which is funny because like, <sighs> yeah, no, he definitely is because like Childish Gambino is still like, to me, like I still think of him as like an independent artist, even Same. though he's like nominated for album of the year. Yeah. Jay-Z is Jay Z. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is a household name, I mm-hmm. think. He's like the biggest rapper in the game now. And Lord is like a fucking pop star. Mm-hmm. But I do think that compared to the like international superstardom success of Royals mm-hmm. and her last album, mm-hmm. I think Melodrama was much more of like a critical success mm-hmm. that gained her a lot of new fans in like the independent circles. Yep. And got her a lot more respect in that crowd, which is why I think it's nominated. And Mm -hmm. it's, spoiler alert, my favorite album of the year. So I would like to see it go to melodrama. However, if it went to Damn, I would not be mad because I think it's also an incredible album. Mm -hmm. Although I also see a lot of people saying that... So (laughs) I'm talking a lot. It's okay. So, like, I'm not a huge rap fan. I'm not a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, although I acknowledge that he's incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. You're much more a fan. Yes. What do you like more, Damn or To Pimp a Butterfly? Oh, To Pimp a Butterfly. That's what I'm seeing yeah. from pretty much everybody. Yeah. Everybody is pretty much saying that, like, Damn is amazing. It's great. Mm-hmm. But 
To Pimp a Butterfly was like the album. Like that was the like world changing album. Yeah. Well, so To Pimp a Butterfly, I feel like, like, well, okay. So To Pimp a Butterfly, I feel like was a lot more personal mm-hmm. with Damn. It was a lot more, let me speak for my, uh, not friends. Right. But like, you know, let me speak for like those around me, you know, and let me make something that's like, that'll speak to like the masses that's around me, you know? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I do agree to Pimp a Butterfly was a lot better. I mean, I have that in vinyl and not yeah. damn. So there you go. But yeah. Um, but I could see it. I know I could see it going to Lord. Mm-hmm. I hope it goes to Lord, honestly. I mean, I like Hendrick a lot. I do and too. Yeah. I will say from a political point of view, it's already great that there are no men, no white men nominated. Mm-hmm. I think that's great because white men have kind of like dominated these categories for a really long time, mm-hmm. undeservedly. Mm-hmm. And like the Grammys are only now kind of starting to recognize like hip hop and rap and mm-hmm. R and B as like legitimate critical. Mm-hmm. Well, in general, whatever. isn't like hip? Didn't hip hop beat out? Uh, what is that? Uh, rock. Or not hip, uh, yeah, like rap and hip hop beat out like rocker. What was that? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but you're like saying like in genre, a lot of good like things. in popularity. Oh, uh, for sure, no, for sure, like without a doubt. Because yeah. ten years ago, the charts were pretty much all pop songs with the occasional like alt hit. Yeah, but like now it's pretty much like I would say sixty percent at least mm-hmm. rap. Yeah. Um, which as a pop fan is really fun. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, from a political point of view, I don't know. I don't, I'm not excited for the blowback that I feel like Lord would get being like a white girl winning against Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, Childish Gambino, and Bruno Mars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if the Grammys are trying to actively be political... I don't know. That being said, it is a vote. So who knows? And a lot of people are saying that, like, if you look at this as, like, a politics game, mm-hmm. um, Childish Cambino, Jay-Z, and Kendrick Lamar, all three of them being nominated will kind of, like, cut the votes up Yeah, for people who would have voted for those albums. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of – they have a lot of fans in common. It's honestly probably 95% the same people. Yeah. Um, whereas – the people who are going to vote for a pop record only have one mm-hmm. <clears throat> to vote for. Mm-hmm. Or the people who w- would have voted for an indie record or an alt record or a rock record. Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much just Lord. Mm-hmm. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, I will be happy if it goes to Lord or Kendrick because I feel like they are the two that deserve it. Watch it go to Jay-Z or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There were even people online being like Jay-Z bought the nominations and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Which is like, relax. Not... I mean, I get it. It's Jay-Z and Beyonce, so like the conspiracy theories are like, it's part of their brand. So It is. It's like written in their contract. It's the the alien signed it. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's album of the year. Yeah. I want to talk about, so song of the year. Let's do song of the year real quick. Okay. So, First of all, Candace, can you tell me and the audience the difference between Song of the Year and Record of the Year? Go. Well, isn't Song of the Year just like a one single like individual like song that was like I like nominated, voted in that, and then Record of the Year is like a collective of different ones? I feel like it would be like what's the difference between Record of the Year and Album of the Year? Um no. So Record of the Year and Song of the Year are both individual songs. But the difference is that Song of the Year is an award that goes to the artists, but specifically the writers Uh, and, like, the team that made it. So, for example, if you look at the Song of the Year nominations, it'll – yeah, I'll get into it. And Whereas Record of the Year, it's literally just like – well, I'll read the nominations for Record of the Year. It's Redbone by Childish Gambino, Despacito by Louis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber, The Story of OJ, Jay-Z, Humble, Kendrick Lamar, and 24 Karat Magic, Bruno Mars. Whereas the nominations for Song of the Year mm-hmm. are like issues – Benny Blanco, Mikkel Sorlier, Erickson, Tor Eric Harmonson, <laughs> Julia Michaels, and Justin Drew Tranter. And then in parentheses, Julia Michaels. Yeah. Um, or like 
Alicia Carciolo. Wait, oh that's my. her real name. Alicia Cara. It's that one. Alicia Caracciolo? Caracciolo. Alicia Carciolo. Sir Robert Bry- Bryson Hall the second. Arjun Ivan. You get the, this you hurts. Get the picture. Yeah. You get the picture. It's like for the songwriters and the people who made the song. Yeah. So, um, that's a fun difference. That's a fun, fun. thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the song of the year? Oh, God. Song of the year. Despacito444 issues 1-800-273-8255 or That's What I Like. It's It has to be Despacito. Like, based on, like, not based on what I want, but it has to be. Based on what I want, it would go to issues. Yeah. Because I think that song was everywhere and it was a great song. Mm-hmm. So there. Mm-hmm. Um, record of the year, Redbone, mm. Despacito, Story of OJ, Humble, or 24 Karat Magic. I want to see it go to Humble, mm-hmm. but it's either going to go to Despacito or the Story of OJ. Because the Story of OJ was huge. True. Um, here's a fun one. Best New Artist. Mm. Best New Artist is a fun one. So the nominees for Best New Artist are Alicia Cara, mm-hmm. um, Khali- Khalid, Khalid. Right. Oh, Khaled, yeah. Like American Teen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Khaled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Luluzi Verrett, Julia Michaels, and SZA. Mm, that's going to go to SZA. You think so? Yeah. Or Khaled. Mm-hmm. Either one of those. But... Both. Both of whom are featured on the official album remix of Homemade Dynamite by Lord on Melodrama. <laughs> by Melodrama on iTunes. <laughs> 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 Gotta get that plurg. <clears throat> I really love. I think melodrama, melodrama was like, like their last year. There was not an album, not even Joanne. There was not an album that came out that like moved me mm-hmm. and stuck with me the same way that melodrama has stuck with me. Yes. So melodrama is like a huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's like my favorite album, probably of the last like three to four years, mm-hmm. maybe more. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the. It has archives. one of my favorite songs of twenty seventeen on it. Which one is that? Liability. Liability, beautiful. You cried. See, I cried. All right. Um, but you didn't see me cry. <laughs> no, I didn't see you, but I I heard it from home. <laughs> Through the clouds. Okay, so um, yeah, I think Scissor, um, Khaled, absolutely, Khalid, Khaled. Khaled. Um, Just think of DJ Khaled. Alicia Cara has been around. Like She's she was been around, around last for a minute. Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's always a weird thing. We were talking about this earlier, though, in a couple of episodes. Yeah. How she's one of those, like, not. We were talking about that at, like, the beginning of the year. At the beginning of time, BC. We we were saying that this was going to be a really big year for Alicia Cara. I guess it and, was. Yeah. Because fucking. 1-800-whatever-whatever. Yeah. It was a huge fucking song, and she is listed as the main writer on it, even though it's not her song. She's yeah. featured on it. But, so that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love if it went to Julia, only because I love Julia Michaels, and she has been such a presence behind the scenes for mm-hmm. the last couple of years mm-hmm. that it would be nice for her to get a Grammy for her first year as a pop star Mm -hmm. so but i think if not now soon Mm -hmm. she's got plenty of time she's a brand new artist Mm -hmm. i think she just turned like 21 or 22 or something stop maybe 20 i'm not sure stop i know that when she started writing music she was like 16 stop but how did she like get uh because she's an she's a wunderkind as they say Okay, so then there are these categories. And this these are the categories that I'm the most stressed about. Mm-hmm. There's two. It's best pop solo performance and best pop vocal album. These are the two categories I'm stressed the most about. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because for both of these categories, Kesha and Lady Gaga are nominated. Oh. And I can't decide... Who I wanted to go to. Wait, can I say something like kind of controversial? Yes. I forgot about Kesha for a moment. Mm. <laughs> um, like I feel like out of all of these, all of this like Grammy talk and stuff, yeah. I should be hearing about Kesha more. I but, like, really thought, but I'm I really, th- I really think that Praying deserved to be nominated oh, for Record of the Year or Song of the Year. I agree. I really do, and I don't know. Even Rainbow as an album, I think could have been nominated for Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much I liked it. Yeah. Um. But I'm not the Grammy voters. So, but let me just go through best pop solo performance. 
uh, Love So Soft by Kelly Clarkson, Praying by Kesha, Million Reasons by Lady Gaga, What About Us by Pink, and Shape of You, Ed Sheeran. It's going to go to Ed Sheeran, and I'm going to be really mad about it. But that being said, Shape of You, I I feel like I say this every time we talk about it, is an incredible song, very well written, very well performed, like a huge smash hit, deserves, I think, everything that it's gotten. I'm just personally sick of it. Mm -hmm. That's all. You just hear it everywhere. That's that's any it. Aeropostale story you walk past. Same same with like Despacito. Like yeah. I hear it a hundred times a day. Mm-hmm. We so play like, it in the kitchen at work. I know. So I'm just like sick of it. Mm-hmm. You know. But I can acknowledge that those are good songs that deserve the acclaim that they've gotten and deserve <sighs> their success. Can I be also controversial? Mm-hmm. I don't see the hype about Despacito. I mean, you're like six months too late. But no, I know, but like... It's died down now. I know, but like even when it was like popular, I was like, why is this song so huge? It's such like a plain song I to like me. it. I mean, I, I like it. Like it's cute, but like it's so bland. I don't think it's bland at all. It's like a Spanish language song and that it was like the first one that was successful on US radio since the Macarena. But like to me, it was just so like... I mean, if it comes on in a club, I'll dance to it. If it comes on anywhere... None of the clubs I go to would play it. I hope. <laughs> or Shape of You. Uh, yeah, no. But, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, to me, it was just so <clears throat> I get bland. It. Like, sure. And it was, when it came out, I was like, oh, this song is going to do okay. And then it was, like, one of the most viewed YouTube videos of all time. Oh, yeah. And then, like, all of, <clears throat> and, like, all this stuff happened. And I'm just like. Well, number one, we can't underestimate the power that is Justin Bieber when it comes to trends and the charts. Yeah. Like, there was a moment where he had, like, three songs in the top five this year. Yeah. Because he had um, Despacito and, um, I don't even remember. I don't think. Where Are You Now, Carrie? Or no? Where Are You, mm, not into this year. No? No. Okay. Um, But it was something. I don't remember. It was either Friends or To You, the David Guetta one. Oh, I forgot about that, too. See, Justin Bieber in general, I'm sorry, but he's very like he's very white toast. Like, like it's just song. so bland. Like just so many bland things happening. Ugh, okay, keep going. Um so yeah, but the truth is, the people who I would like to see win this award are Kesha and Lady Gaga. Yeah. But I think it's gonna kinda gonna be down to Ed Sheeran and Pink. Which, like, I won't be mad if Pink wins it. I won't really be pissed if Ed Sheeran wins it. I would just like to see Kesha or Gaga win it. I would especially, honestly, I'm leaning more towards Kesha. I was just going to say, yeah. She's never been nominated for a Grammy before in her mm-hmm. life. And she's been an artist for like over a decade. Mm-hmm. And to come back from everything that she's battled mm-hmm. with a critically acclaimed album, chart topping hit with Praying, mm-hmm. um, like a whole new fan base, and a Grammy mm-hmm. would be amazing. I agree. <gasps> No, I'm on your side with that. I I uh I think Kesha really deserves it. Now when it comes to pop vocal album, it's a similar story. You get um Rainbow by Kesha, Joanne by Lady Gaga, Divide by Ed Sheeran, <laughs> Evolve by Imagine Dragons. Ew, what? Yeah. Um, Who are the, why? What where did they No, where do you come from? Get out. They're fine. I mean, I'm happy for any like rock band that can make it in the pop scene, I guess. Um, the Kaleidoscope EP by Coldplay. Get out! I like Coldplay. I do too. <laughs> I actually, like... I, I'll say I liked all of these albums. So I and imagine... um and the last one, Lust for Life by by Lana Del Rey, her first Grammy nomination ever as well. I imagine like, uh, like Lady Gaga and Kesha, and even um even Lana Del Rey maybe like sitting in like a cool like room like smoking cigarettes and drinking and like talking right and then all of a sudden just imagine dragons walks in and they just like all give him like a give them like a death (laughs) stare and they're like why are you here that's how i feel about that they seem like cool guys they're like lgbt activists and stuff so Mm -hmm. um, i don't hate them it's just like get out (laughs) yeah i hear you um it's like guys versus girls though because it's Ed Sheeran, oh, I don't like that. Ed Sheeran, Imagine Dragons, and Coldplay versus Lana Del Rey, Kesha, and Lady Gaga. Um, so I will say there's a 50-50 chance that I'll be happy. I would love for Kesha to win her first Grammy. I would love for Lana to win her first Grammy. I do think that Lust for Life is her best album, by the way. Okay. Not my favorite album of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like from a music stand- standpoint, it's like incredible and so rich. 
And obviously, Joanne was like one of my favorite albums of last year. Mm-hmm. But it's nominated this year. So. Mm. Cute. Cute. So, um, let's. So, those are basically the nominations that I care about. Was there anything that you felt like was missing? Any albums that came out this year that you would have liked to see? Interesting question. Was there? Because I've got a few. You go first. Okay. So, for me, the big ones I would say um, are Paramore. I really thought that they would have gotten a nom somewhere. Oh, I have one. Yeah, keep going. Um, honestly, the XX. I thought that oh. their album was really good and really critically acclaimed, so I'm surprised it didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the last one is a little bit iffy because I'm not sure about... Because it came out recently, and I'm not sure if it came out late enough to be nominated next year, mm-hmm. but St. Vincent. Interesting. I really like that. Those are my those are my three. I think XX, mm-hmm. um, Paramore, and Saint Vincent. Hmm. Um. I was gonna say Harry Styles. Mm mm mm. Good call. Good yeah. Call. Like, why isn't critically acclaimed album? Yeah. Um. Sign of the Times was actually in the top five. I think of most of the song of the year. Yeah. List that I. I was expecting to hear him on one of those, but. Mm. Yeah. No, um, I don't think he got a single nomination. I'm actually pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. Good call, Kansas. <laughs> Thank you. Anything okay. else? No, just him. Yeah. Because there was a lot of stuff that came out was, here's the thing, is every year there's always like that cluster of songs that comes out that just like go on repeat at like your local Aeropostale. Sure. So you yeah. get your like stay, your. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Stay, <laughs> stay. Um, but uh, yeah, what's the what's the bum 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 Bowery bum 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 whiskey neat? What's that one with Selena Gomez? Ew, I don't Who's know. Who's gonna run you to the outside? It ain't me. Oh, stay oh, and it ain't by the river. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stay and it ain't me. Yeah, for a while, like on a bunch of pop forums, it was like a joke because they kept flip flopping on the charts like literally mm-hmm. one point mm-hmm. and it's like neither one can succeed while the other exists <laughs> because they were so similar they both had like a pop drop mm-hmm. i want to talk about pop drops in a minute oh is it like i imagine do you know like, what a pop drop is i can i imagine that we'll talk about like, it in a minute hold that thought. okay um <laughs> anything else grammy wise um performances haven't been announced yet. The show is still a few months away. But like, um, who would you announced? like to see? I would love That's to see question. Gaga. I would love to see Gaga. Um, but my thing is, if she's just going to go on and do Million Reasons or The Cure, I'm not interested. What if she uses <laughs> this for her platform to like release something new? Uh, then I have to wait until February. And honestly, by February, I think we're getting. Um, I think by that point we have to be getting something for a star is born mm. because i think that comes out in spring okay it's soon that is very soon ah i'm so excited for spring mm-hmm. um who else would i like to see perform i mean i would like to see despacito performed it's not gonna happen it, but i don't it's, hate it it can't happen because justin bieber doesn't know the words because there was that thing where he tried to he was did you see ever see that video of him performing it at his show so at one of his shows in like wherever, actually I think it was in like South America. No, it was like requested. So he was like, "Let's do Despacito," and like he just kind of danced on stage during all the other parts, and then his part came out, and he was literally like, "Despacito, burrito, burrito," and like said a bunch of like Mexican words because he doesn't know the lyrics because he doesn't speak Spanish. That's kind of shitty. <laughs> it's for sure shitty, but like in the grand, I think it didn't get a lot of coverage because in the grand scheme of like Justin Bieber shitty behavior, mm-hmm. it's not even in the top like 25. Yeah, so, you're right. So, 25, yeah. You know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Despacito would be cool if they performed it without Justin. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Kesha perform too. Me too. Um, yeah, I think it would be very, it'd be tremendous if she came up and did praying. And Every time we talk about Kesha, we have this like aw persona, like yeah, do it, yeah, like yeah. But no, I, I legitimately like, would love to see her like win and perform, Me and, like too. do stuff, like Me be too. successful, be the woman that we know you are. True. Yes. For sure. For sure. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any performances in mind that you'd like to see? 
I hope Pink takes a break. I hope she sits down and relaxes and enjoys the show. She like gets lifted out of her chair in like a harness and like flips. <laughs> probably, off the yeah. probably, and I, I'm gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'd love to see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't care. <laughs> We're not no, going to uh, watch him anyway. Honestly, I would love to see Lord perform. Lord. Because Lord hasn't really been able to perform on any huge award show. And the one that she did get to do, she was like six. So she had to do that weird thing where oh, yeah. they did Homemade Dynamite. And she like just danced interpretively to it. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Do you need to take that? Are you no. okay? I'm good. Okay. Um... So yeah, um, those are the Grammys. Let me talk about pop drops. Now, tell me your thought. What is a pop drop? So a pop drop. This is a factual claim. Okay. A pop drop is in when a song hits the beat drop, Mm -hmm. but it makes poppy noises like Mm -hmm. pop rocks. So it goes... Nope. Nope. So pop drops um, started like last year, but they really took off this year with songs like... It Ain't Me. Um, and there are a lot of other songs that I could point to. But It Ain't Me has, like, a very pronounced one. Um, actually, my song of the week this week has, like, my favorite pop drop so far. A pop drop is this new trend in pop music where that, like, borrows from dubstep. It borrows from a lot of other genres. Um, but what happens is the chorus goes. Mm-hmm. And right after the chorus, it builds up, builds up, builds up. And then after the chorus comes the pop drop. And the pop drop is a section where the singer's voice gets chopped up. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you can't even tell what they're singing. Sometimes it's like bits and pieces of other parts of the song. And it's like a dubstep drop where Mm -hmm. it's just like the beat. But there's more flourish to it. There's also a melody. So It Ain't Me has that like really famous one where it's like, Ba 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 Bowery, dun, 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 whiskey neat. That. No, no, keep going. That's it. This is your um, Grammy performance. <laughs> but my song of the week this week <gasps> brings me to my song of the week. Wait, really quick before we do this. Oh, yeah, go for it. I have a little present for you. What? Oh, my God. Is that a Ferrero Rocher? This is to. Oh, I love Ferrero Rocher. To say it, to oh. celebrate our song of the week, because we haven't seen each other in a minute. Oh, cheers. Oh, I'm going to eat them. So, Ferrero are we just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what, ha- what happened was... What happened was that we were recording, and the cord came out of my microphone, which is why it stopped recording, and we had to start again. Except we didn't realize mm-hmm. that that's what happened. Someone so, needs to pay for a set for us. Keep going. So, we started recording again and recorded another, like, five minutes. Um, I talked about my song of the week. I played a little bit of it. We talked about Ferrero Rocher. You can play it again. I'm not going to play it again because mostly I just wanted you to hear it. But the viewer, the viewers, the <laughs> listeners, <laughs> the listeners can go check it out themselves. It's Anywhere by Rita Ora. Um, it has a really great pop drop. Candace said that it sounds like a 90s club song, mm-hmm. which I love. I think that's fun. Um, yeah. Pop drops are just like, just like a thing that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Candace, do you have a song of the week? I do have a song of the week. And um, it's just me rooting for my girl, Lord, Liability. Mm. Um, mm. Just because, you know, I love the song. And it's Grammy season. She's, you know, things are happening for her. Hopefully she performs. Yeah. Agreed. Song of the week. I would love um, nothing more than for Liability to be a hit. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think it's a single, but no, probably. Not. I know that it was um, in a lot of like critical reviews. That's one of the songs that everyone kind of like pointed to mm-hmm. as a standout of the album. Mm-hmm. Melodrama is a really fucking amazing album. It is really good. I yeah. feel like it gets better on every listen. Yeah, and there's just so much depth to it. Yeah, I feel like we talked about it when it came out. So I'm probably just rehashing old territory, but also the cover art. It's beautiful. Love. Oh, so this was one of my, this was going to be one of my little things. Mm-hmm. This is adorable. I'll just say it because we're talking about melodrama. Um, over the weekend, a fan of Lords went to the Louvre in Paris and hung up a bunch of printouts of me- the melodrama artwork because one of the lyrics in, w- one of the songs on the album is called The Louvre. Um, and one of the lyrics in it is, she's like singing about a relationship and she's singing, she sings something like, um, the, they'll hang us in the Louvre down the back, but who cares? Still the Louvre, um, which is really cute. 
Um, she was like, I, pro- I almost got tackled by security like three times. Um, it probably got taken down as soon as I turned away. But for at least a second, melodrama did hang in the Louvre. Unofficially, but adorable. I think that's just like so cute. Oh my god! If I were Lord, I'd be like, "Let's go to dinner. Let's talk." Right? That'd be cute. <laughs> be like, or I'd be like, "Please don't send me any packages because they probably have bombs in them." Oh my god! You're like clearly a super fan, right? Um, I think this year, Lord really graduated, at least in my book, to being like, like I really do believe that ten years from now, she will be looked at as like one of those people that ten years from now, new pop stars are like, "I'm really influenced by." So and so and so and so and Lord, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, Bowie say before he died that? Oh, he I don't was, know that he like he like did an interview like about Lord. You might be right. I've heard other people talk about her. I know. I think because uh, Bowie Stevie Nicks. So Stevie Nicks just did. She was talking at a live show. Yeah, and you she told said, me this. which like blew my mind. But she was talking at a live show. Um, I've seen her live, by the way, and she's amazing. Um, but she was talking at a live show, and she said that. If Lord was alive in the seventies, she for sure would have been the third Fleetwood Mac girl. Yeah, because she, she's just like she has that mentality and like that style and that presence, which is just like the biggest compliment I think you could possibly receive. Yeah. And Lord has talked about before how she was like a diehard um, Fleetwood Mac fan. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll say this: if you need something else to listen to besides reruns of Tongue Pop, you know Mark Marin. The comedian. Okay. He has a podcast um, where he does like interviews and he's interviewed the president. He's interviewed like Ugh. everybody. Um, Wait, but which he, president? Obama. The, only the president. president. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's, I don't remember what it's called. I want to say it's just called WTF. With, okay. What's with Mark Barron? Um, but go listen to his interview with Lord because it's really, really good. And he's like, in his late 40s and he and she's like a fucking kid and they sound exactly the same because they're talking about like music from the 70s and 80s and that's like what lord is into and she's totally keeping up with him and like pointing things out and they're talking it's just them like geeking out about like paul simon and fleetwood mac and it's really cool even if you don't get any of the references by the end of it i had like a playlist of songs that i wanted to go listen to because lord was like these are the songs that i think about when i write music so that's so precious. Thanks for listening to Lordcast. I mean, Honestly, if we were to change any name yeah. to any name, it would be that. Um, um, You can find Robert at What's Robert everywhere, literally everywhere, every nook and cranny of the earth. W-H-A-T-S-R-O-B-E-R-T. That's true. You can find Candace at going in underscore circles, spelled with an S on Twitter, and going in circles, spelled with an S everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And you can find the show at Tongue Popcast on Twitter mm-hmm. and on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Just search Tongue Pop Podcast. And while you're there, you should probably give us five stars and leave us a nice review. Mm. Candace, what would happen if they weren't to do that? Your online packages that you ordered will literally never come. Oh, you will track God. them forever on brand of what <laughs> you are wearing today. Oh, true. Anything that you're tracking, it will just constantly be shipping around the world and it will never get to you. Oh, God. Isn't that frustrating? That is frustrating. So you should leave us a comment. You really should. Thanks for listening. We will Thank see you. you next week. Go listen to Melodrama. Oh, hello, Lord. Goodbye. Bye.